0: All right. Hey, can we also welcome this morning all those watching online? Come on, church. Can we just give a hand for them watching with us? Thankful for you guys. And um, hey, I want to let you know too. As we're in this 21 days of prayer and fasting, it was uh, absolutely powerful this past week. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and uh, great to see uh, many of you here for that. And and your kids are welcome to be a part of that. We don't have. Uh, our children's ministry happening. We're giving them that time just to kind of rest, but uh, it was great to have uh, some of our families as well in here. So, I want to encourage you uh, if you if if you're coming in and you missed last week's message. And uh, t- today we're on day eight of our 21 days. Y'all doing good here on day eight, all right? If you had that Snickers bar the other day, fear not, all right. Just keep on moving forward, all right? But um, but we're excited for what God's doing. God is speaking in this time. And also, on your way out today, it, there is, right there at the around the blue tent area, right before you head out in the final doors, is our prayer guides. It's uh, prayer and fasting guides, and then also our wristbands that say Pray First. So if you haven't gotten those materials, I want to encourage you, make sure you do. It's going to really help you out, especially those guides uh, for the prayer and fasting to help you. Uh, Know what prayer looks like, and then also what fasting looks like, and so we know uh, we don't want to assume that you understand or know that. So we wanted to make sure we took some time to make that available to you. And uh, and again, I just encourage you: be out at these times if you can. It's uh, it was really uh, incredible uh, this past week, and so looking forward to this week. Also, um, from time to time, I haven't done this in quite a while. Realized I told the team this week. um, For your message notes, you'll notice in your worship guide they're three-hole punched, and so that's because uh, we have these bad boys for you. All right. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are like, oh, yeah. So these are free to you. Uh, They're always out in the lobby there. And so you can just ask one of our team members for one of these today. They'll get one to you. And so um, I think they're kind of nice to have to go back through messages or notes that you've written to kind of learn about or or to remember the the things that you learned or maybe some of the things the Lord has taught you. So you can grab one of those on the way out. Y'all ready to get in the message today? Amen. All right. Five of you. What about the rest of you? Y'all ready to get in? There we go. All right. Let's go. Grab, Grab your message notes and or on your app there if you want to follow along in that way. And a game changer. We defined it last week as this. A factor that changes an existing situation in a significant way. A game changer is something new that changes it all Man, uh, if you're like me and you follow Indiana basketball, come on, we had a game-changing moment yesterday as we beat the Buckeyes of Ohio State. It's always a little extra special because that's where I lived a lot of my life, and so I just kind of get to, you know, to all my family and friends back home, and so we had a game-changing moment because we had some guards hit some threes yesterday, glory to God, all right? So anyways. There we go. All right, so we'll move on here. But game changer is something that uh, I just really feel that uh, in this series that God's speaking to us about some things. And I want to encourage you last week, if you missed it, make sure you go watch the message. You can watch it online or just go to the app and watch it. Because we talked about, uh, if, you, if you were here for it, but if you weren't, my message title was real simple. It was grab a shovel. Look at the person next to you and say grab a shovel, grab a shovel. And, uh, and it was all about, uh, again, remembering the importance of laying a very secure foundation we read out of Luke chapter 6 how God has called us to make sure we lay a secure foundation and how scripture talks to us about how we've got to dig deep to do it Uh, we live in a time and a culture where a lot of us man we want things just to come easy but how many know it takes work it takes diligence on our part to see all that God has for us and wants for us uh, to do and so uh, we talked about grabbing our shovel but I want to just quickly remind us of a, a couple things that we do As we just continue to move forward in our vision of what God has for us, there's four things that I just believe according to the word of God that he's given his church to do. Out of Exodus chapter 6, you see it all the way through uh, the book of Revelation. And that is this first off, off, we, we, we say it this way around here, four things, and that is no God, everybody say no God. And, and, and it's not just enough to know about God, but to know him in a personal, vibrant way that we want to see you grow in your relationship with God and to see God move in your life in a, in a very powerful way. And then the second thing is find freedom. Everybody say find freedom. find freedom. And freedom is, this is a place where a lot of Christians get stuck. A lot of believers get stuck between this knowing God and, and the finding freedom. And part of that is because of the issues and our struggles and we get hung up with our yesterdays. And so can I just tell you that God wants to deliver us from our yesterdays, and he already has. But the key is for you and I to walk in the freedom that he has for us. Amen. And so uh, I love that we have our freedom small groups uh, in our church that ends with our freedom conference. And that's happening. Um, we have our launch day for Rally Day here in just a couple weeks, first Sunday of February. And I just encourage you, if you find things that are holding you back, addictions or strongholds or bondages, it's time for freedom. And, and before you can really get into the God's plan and purpose for your life, you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to work out those yesterdays and bring healing and wholeness to your life. Amen? So we said around here, know God, find freedom. Then the third is discover your purpose. And that's what's happening with those at noon service today during our growth track. That there are people that are going through a process today of step two that are going to figure out what their giftings are figure out their wiring so that they can begin to serve and make a difference in those giftings. And we believe as you do that God will reveal purpose. And so God will reveal your understanding. And so life will make a whole lot more sense for you. And the Christian life will make a lot more sense when you find and discover your purpose. And and, 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 and it won't make sense if you don't find it, all right? And so we just encourage you. And then the fourth thing is, is know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and then go make a difference with your life. Take what God has placed within you. Don't just sit on it, but go be the voice that God has called you to be. Amen, amen. You know, I was thinking this week that you know one of my greatest frustrations uh, uh, that that test my Christianity is when I'm driving. Anybody else like that? When you're in traffic, it's like, come on. I'll be honest. How many more out there than that? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't lie, man. Like it's it's real for me. Like I'm telling you, Bethany's got to help keep me in check sometimes, and. And, and you know the most frustrating moment is is, is when I'm how many of you, you go to some of the same lights every day? Like you're driving, you go through the same lights, and you kind of got those lights timed. How many know what I'm talking about? Because you go through that same kind of direction every day. And the thing that annoys me more than anything is when the light is green and nobody's moving. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? Like they're sitting in front of you, like the light is green. Go, you know? And you're supposed to, if, if they don't do that, I guess the polite way is to just give them a little beep beep. And I don't do that. I give them a, like, let's go, you know, like, got things to do, even if I don't have things to do, let's go, you know, and you laughing because you know what, what I'm talking about. And so, uh, you know, and, and it is, I was thinking about that, and but it, but it had me really thinking about this, you know, for me personally, just as your pastor, I eat sleep and breathe. Man, Your guys a spiritual journey. I do. And I think so much about you guys and things that we're doing and how we can continue to grow our faith together to be all that God has called us to be, to reach people that are outside of these four walls. And so I just want you to know today's message, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a little beep beep, but if I can be real honest with you, with my heart today with you, I'm really saying, all right, so Everybody just go beep beep, all right? Beep beep, beep beep, everybody, all right? So here's what I know. Here's what I've learned. Sunday services, here's what you need to know. Sunday services can't change your life, all right? It can give you the desire, the energy, and the motion for your life to be changed, but you have to step into the other things, that the things that we have even as a church to help see lives forever change for the glory of God. And so we even kind of say it this way, that Sundays are where eternities change, but lives are changed during the week in small groups and discipleship and working that out. And so God wants to take you. love what my wife said when she was up here about the promise and the process, because God does have a process that he wants all of us to go on. And many of us don't want to embrace the process because it is gonna take work. And, uh, but how many know if it were easy, everyone would do it? And so it's going to take work to get to the promise, work to get to the call and the destiny that God has for you. And he's got to ready you. He's got to develop your character, and he's got to make you and I more and more like him. Luke chapter 9 says this, on the road, someone asked if he could go along. So this person, just to give you a little context, is uh, saying, Jesus, man, I want to go with you. I want to do this thing called ministry with you. And he said to Jesus, I'll go with you wherever, he said. But Jesus, notice this was curt. He said, are you ready to rough it? we're not staying in the best ends. And here's the truth. For some of us, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing because we're looking for the easy way out. And Jesus said, we're not staying in the best ends. And Jesus said to another, follow me. And he said, certainly, but first, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. Jesus refused. He said, first things first, your business is life, not death. And life is is urgent, announce God's kingdom. Now, listen, God wasn't being rude to this man about the death of his father. Here's what Jesus already knew. He already knew the condition of this man's heart. So he is speaking directly to the condition of his heart and speaking directly to the excuses that he has been giving for some time, all right? So it goes on to say, the, then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master, but first excuse me. almost titled the message today, No Excuses. Instead, I titled it, let's Go. All right. And so while I get things straightened out at home, Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off until tomorrow. In other words, today's the day. And tomorrow is the enemy of today. And I think so often we just we get into that someday kind of mentality. Well, someday. Uh, when, when I do this, or when I have this, or when I go, you know, then I'll do this. And so we get into the then, then that, that, that kind of syndrome thinking, which be, can become very unhealthy. And God is saying, no, today's the day. I want you to seize the day today. I want you to follow what I'm saying today, and I want you to put into practice today. And we learned a lot, a lot about this last week, because we talked about that in order to really have a life that's flourishing, you've got to have a right foundation. And if you missed the message last week, again, I want to make sure you go back and watch it. I showed a picture. How many remember the picture of the house that withstood a hurricane? It was only one house on on, on, in, in that little town there on the shores of, of Texas, but only one stood. And it was because previously, in the previous three years earlier, they had another home that was hit by a hurricane, but it was taken out. And so they learned from that and said, man, I've got to build differently so that the next time a storm comes, I know that our house can withstand it because our foundation is secure. Come on, somebody, could you say amen? All right, and so it, it, it has every, your consistency, your, your stability in your life has everything to do with a right foundation. Without a foundation and in Christ, listen, you will be easily swayed by voices and you'll be easily directed by anything or anybody. But when, you, when your foundation is secure in Christ, you cannot be moved from that place because you know who your God is and you know his voice. Amen, everybody? So I was thinking about this too that on New Year's Eve, there's kind of a tradition that happens and when the ball drops, and maybe some of you stayed up and you saw and heard this, but um, maybe some of y'all were sleeping and said, I don't care, I don't give a rip, you know? And so, uh, but there's a song that was written by Robert Burns called Auld Auld Lang Syne, which you probably may have heard. And, you know, the first part of that goes, should all acquaintance be forgotten uh, and never brought to mind? Now, that Auld Lang Syne actually means uh, days gone by. And he said the purpose of this song, and when you go and actually sing the rest of it, he said the purpose of it uh, was to think about what should stay in the previous year and uh, and, and what should not go with me into my next year. Which I think is so powerful. And so, as we're singing that song, Should All Acquaintance Be Forgotten, Never Brought to Mind? So, there's some things that need to stay in 2019. And maybe you're even noticing I've got some things that's kind of pulling on me to try to hold me back from God's best in my life. And can I just say, we need to leave those things behind and we need to surrender the fullness of our life completely to God. And I want to help us with that here today. But there's some things that I think that if we're going to really move forward with God, we've got to let go and we've got to move forward from some things. And the first one is this. If you're following in your notes, you can jot it down. Is You've got to move on from old history. And you've kind of got to go to that, 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 that place and just kind of delete or clear history. Kind of that hard word place and, and delete it and let it go. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe bankruptcy. Maybe even health issues. Maybe it was that event that took place. And when I say event, you know what I'm talking about, that event with that person or persons that continues to fester and, and rise up with you at times, uh, that really kind of hinders you from, from moving on and making the decisions that you need to. The Bible says this in Isaiah 43, to forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. And you look at a verse like that and you're thinking, probably like me when I first read it too before, I'm thinking, yeah, that's easier said than done. But here's the thing, on our own, that's impossible to do. But with God and his presence and who he is, he can help us forget the former things and to not dwell on what's behind us. But you can't do that without God. You can't do that without his presence. It goes on to say, see, I'm doing a new thing. Everybody shout a new thing. Come on, shout it like you mean it. A new thing. There you go. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. It's time you've got to move Forward and you've got to move on from old history. The second is you've got to move on from old habits. Old habits. That's why I love 21 days of prayer and fasting too. It takes 21 days to develop a habit. And even on this day eight, if you haven't started, start today with us. Just jump in and be a part of this time with us. For some of us, our addictions are controlling us. For some of us, it's the, the stuff that we've allowed in. Some of us addicted to our phones. Some of us, social media is driving our thoughts. We live life for the likes. And, and we just live our life that way. For some, it's food. For some, maybe it's a certain language. Maybe, maybe swearing has become the new norm in your life. But all of a sudden, convictions that you once had has, has begun to kind of wax cold in your life. And, and again, that's why I love this time of prayer and fasting so much, because of the opportunity to refocus. and, 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 what, and in, in other words, in this time, whatever is, has been mastering you, being honest about that and, and saying no to that for the next 21 days. And some people think uh, that you have to, fasting is punishing yourself in order to hear God. And that is not the truth, all right? Religion will try to teach you that, and that's not true. Uh, uh, But fasting is doing the best I can while separating from the world while I focus on God, all right? So again, it's disconnecting from the world so that I can hear God for me. Uh, fasting in this time I'm, I'm just eating one meal a day right now and the times I would normally eat is the time uh, that I work hard to just you know spend time with God maybe for you it's social media um, uh, you know or whatever it is taking that time that you would normally spend on those things and spending time with God and so and then I'm also taking a break from social media by the way it's nice everybody Lord have mercy it's like a new freedom you know it's amazing I, can I also just say this uh, that after 21 days is over, there might be some things that you may not want to pick back up. And that's okay. Amen, everybody? All right? And so um, Isaiah 58, 6 says, is not this. I love this verse because this is what fasting is going to produce. And God's going to bring some real breakthrough in, in our life. And and by the way, let me say this. For every time I've fasted, and this is just personal with me and God, but there's, there's can I just say that God loves just sacrifice and he loves our obedience to him when we do things his way and I'm not our way and for every time I know personally that I have truly got before the Lord and fasted I've always seen God do something powerful always when I've done it his way and just shut my flesh up come on amen so it says "Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen look at this come on to loose the chains of injustice Come on, some of us have some cords that need to be untied and to set the oppressed free. And come on, some of us need some real breakthrough in our life. Is there anybody in here today that says, man, I need some real breakthrough in our life? And guess what? It's going to take you pursuing God in this year unlike you ever have. Let, don't let another year go by wishing uh, what you would have done. Instead, let's start making the decision today and what I'm going to do in Jesus' name for the glory of God. Come on, can you say a better Amen. So we've got to clear out, move from old history, and move on from old habits, and we've got to move on from old hurts. For some of us, we're wounded today and we're hurt, and what that person said to you is defining you. There is no person or no thing whose words could ever be so powerful, nor should they be, to define the course of your life. Listen, uh, the only way the devil writes your biography is if you give him the pen. And I'm telling us today, let's make the decision in Jesus' name that we're going to continue to lean on the foundation that is Christ, that we talked about last week, and listen and look for his voice and nobody others. And so I, I want to encourage you today, no matter what's happened, no matter what's been, uh, make the decision to move forward. Make the decision. Don't look for revenge. Don't look to get even. Guess what? God can do a lot more with them than you ever could. And so what you've got to do is let that go. Move on from old hurts. Alright, 2 Corinthians 5 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. Say this with me. The new is here. Come on, one more time. The new. There you go. All this is from God who reconciled, which means bring the balance to zero, reconciled to himself through Christ. And for reconciliation to happen, the balance and, and balance to zero, there has to have been a balance. In other words, words. Before Christ and what he did on that cross 2,000 years ago, all of us had a great sin, a great debt to pay. But thank you, God, for sending your son to pay the ultimate price for our sin so that you and I didn't have to. Is there anybody that's real thankful for that today? Come on, if if you're thankful, shout, I'm thankful today. All right? And so we've all had that balance. But thank you, God, for sending Jesus for us and and to pay that price. So here's what here's what I know. Here's what's really important. You got to get a hold of that you and I can't start the next chapter of our life if we keep rereading the last one. It's time to move on. The light is green. Go! Come on, best shot, let's go. <laughs> Quit hanging on that stuff. Quit allowing that stuff to eat your lunch. It's time to go. There's people to reach. There's a city that needs Jesus. There's coworkers in your life. There's family members in your life and friends that need the love of Jesus. Let's go. And so for some, though, we're we're held back by those habits and that history, those hurts. And so what do we do? There's incredible power to help you change. But as I talked about last week, it's got everything to do with you, your spirit, your responsibility. It's not something I can do for you. It's you making the one, you're the one that has to make the decision that I'm going to move into what God has for me. Look at your, this in your Bible here, Matthew 4. It says, from that time, Matthew 4, 17, such a great verse. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent. Everybody say, repent. It means change of direction, change of, of your mind, and, and that word, unfortunately, has got a lot of bad publicity because of what we see on street corners at, at events. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? you got the megaphone, the big old signs, repent or you're going to hell, you know? It's just like, because that's the way you reach people, right? And I just want to, all right, anyways, and, but really, <laughs> really, it's a powerful word, and God, God is saying it's a change of direction. That I'm not going to stay stuck in what's been, but I'm moving forward. I'm going to repent of those things that has held me back, and I'm going to move forward in God's purpose. And it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Everybody say the kingdom of heaven. heaven. And here's, here's what I know. Here's the problem for some of us, is that we are the king of our own kingdom. Yeah, we're running the show. We're the king of our own kingdom, and we need a new king. And God is the one who needs to be the king. Who He's the one that calls the shots, not you and I, doing it God's way and I. And can I tell you one of the greatest revelations that will help you in this journey is realizing that your life is not your own. But realizing you were bought at an incredible price, an incredible price that nobody could ever pay back. And you were bought at that price. Why? Because he loves you, he gave his life for you. And so because of that, we're going to live in such a way that says, God, you're going to be in control. And for some of us, we love control. And we feel out of control when we're not in control. Come on, talk to me. Come on, we, we get in these places where it's like, man, if I'm not in control, I'm about to lose my mind. I, the more I'm learning this race with God in this journey, the, the more that I am not in control, the better my life is. Because either he is the captain and the king or he's not. And I need him to be not just on Sunday or on Wednesday, every day of my life. I need him in my marriage, for my kids, our church, everything that we do. God has got to be Lord of all, amen? For the kingdom of heaven, look at this, has come near. Don't miss that near part. You might want to underline near. Because when Jesus stepped on the scene, he said this, it's not as far as you think as you thought. It's not as far as you thought, and it's not as hard as what, as what you're thinking it is. And someone needs to, I think, even hear this today. It's, it's not as hard as you think it is. And God is closer than you think he is if you're willing to go all in and go after him. It's making that decision, let's go. The time is now, not tomorrow, today. We've got to start making some decisions. So number one, it's time to get closer to God. I love these times of 21 days because of just, man, I... I shut everything down. There's there's times I, I it's, it's it's so funny to me. I'll get it seems like almost every year I get invites to go preach at different conferences and and stuff in January, but I always say no to them. And the reason why I say no is because this is my time with God and us as a church family, and nothing compares. and And I'm prioritizing our life to give God the first of this year. Nothing's going to interrupt God's plan. And so it's saying no to some things. And so. And, and here's the other part I can hear for some, just kind of I can hear, well, pastor, but I love Jesus. I'm close. We'll get closer. Well, but I've been going after him a while. We'll get closer. Get closer to him. For me, coming into this year, God really began preparing my heart for this year way back in November and preparing just some of these messages even. And, but I just made a decision in this year as I head into this fast that I'm going after God harder in these 21 days. Than I ever have in my life. Like I'm like y'all like y'all don't realize, but I'm running after Jesus like I got saved last night. Mm -hmm. Give me all you got, God. And I don't want nothing to get in the way. I just want more of you in my life. Why? Because the time is now. Everybody shout, let's go. go. James 4:8, come close to God. And God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. It takes a radical stance to stand for God. And and, and I believe it takes a radicalness to go after God with everything we, we can. We think everything, I think, sometimes should just be easy. I remember preparing in Columbus, Ohio before Beth and I moved here. And I would fast and I would pray a lot before, obviously, we ever moved here. And um, and can I just tell you, outside of 21 days, too, make this a part of your life. Like, have times throughout this year that you just maybe fast a lunch, fast a meal, just to hear from God. Take that time, or maybe fast uh, entertainment, and, and take that time throughout the year. Find you some time, and just get away with God, everybody, to hear His voice. Can I tell you, we all need to hear God's voice more. Amen? So you've got to shut off those those voices. But I remember... When I'd be at work and I'd take a lot of my fasting would be meals and lunch in particular and I'd go away in our conference room when it was just me and Jesus. I was thinking about this this week, way before again we, we ever moved here and early in our, our marriage for Bethany and I. And, but I, I would pray and, and God would speak to me in those times and, and he would show me things. I would, I, God would show me some visions and you know what he showed me? You. And he showed me that one day when it's time that we're gonna go plant this church and be crazy enough to believe that God could do something like this. A dream that God gave a nine-year-old boy to one day, man, go reach a bunch of people in Fort Wayne for Jesus. And, and I, was, I would pray and fast. Guess what all that time was? Preparation, preparation. I remember being in the airport working there for years and watching my pastor and other good close friends of mine travel and doing ministry wishing that was me. And jealousy and envy struck in me. Instead of allowing that to dictate me, the Holy Spirit said, you better check yourself. You're in preparation mode. I'm trying to grow your character. you got to let me. And here's, I, I think some of us need to hear this. Remember this. Man is not your promoter. God is your promoter. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 75 that he will lift up one and put down another if he has to. So just know this, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, your workplace, wherever you may be, man is not, man never determines your promotion. God always determines your promotion. I am thankful that my life is not geared towards men, but it is geared towards God. Come on, somebody. Can you say better amen? And so if I want something I've never had, I have to be willing to do something I've never done. And for some of us, it might be coming to church consistently more than once a month. I know this is strong. But I'm just talking to us real honestly today. For some of us, it's getting in a small group regularly this, this, this spring or this winter spring semester coming up in a couple of weeks. For some of us, it's maybe coming to these prayer rallies and, and get a spark and, and ignite your prayer walk with God by getting around those who are praying. For some, it's, it's, it's making that decision that I'm going to consistently do this. I mean, what would it look like if you, actually, if you went to uh, 52 Sundays of the year, you know? And, and did small groups and did some of these things. Well, here's what I know at the end of the day, your life would be better. Your life would be better as you go all in with God and watch what he'll do uh, with you. And so number two is this, it's time to get honest with a friend. I, I've always believed that you're only as sick as your secrets. And every one of us need an honest friend in our life to challenge us, love us. You need a friend, hear me, that, aren't, that isn't impressed by you, that can talk honestly to you, and be willing to disagree with you in a loving, godly way, but love you enough to, to walk with you and not ever leave you. You need the kind of friend that's been with you when it's been raining out and when it's been sunny out. You'll know a lot about relationships when it comes to that. And so here's what I'm saying. You know, I remember uh, nearly three years ago, I about worked myself to death. That's a fact. I just allowed my schedule to get so crazy. And I learned a lot through that season. And I'll never forget one of my pastors, Aaron Jane, who's one of our overseers. He said... He said, he said, Ki, I love you. And he said, but you in sin. I said, what? And he said, yeah. He said, you're not honoring the Sabbath and you're not resting. He said, you need to take care of business. Man, that hit me. And I just cried and, 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 and I just repented to God for that and got help with my schedule. Then another pastor buddy of mine said, you know, because I was diagnosed with anxiety. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and I've been on medication for that. By the way, can I just declare something to you? This is my year for coming off both those medications in Jesus' name. Come on. I'm determined, man, in Jesus' name. And uh, for those that struggle with those things, come on, I'm believing with you. Those things don't have to define our life. I believe God is bigger than all of that in Jesus' name. So, But until God heals us, we're going to use wisdom amen we're gonna take our medications like i'm doing all right but god's gonna heal us in jesus name amen church but i'll never forget my my one uh, other buddy dave summerall he's like hercules man the, i mean kid you not Man, y'all see this guy he is just like i mean lord have mercy his muscles just like pump through his shirt i'm like brother i'll never be like that i ain't trying to but he said just he said work off that anxiety get in the gym i said brother the only time i like being in the gym is when i leave i said But I'll get in the gym, you know what I mean? And so I've, you know, I did that and I've done that and doing that. And so, but it does help, you know, and I just say all that to say is you got to get honest with somebody about what you're going through and you can't, and you got to make up your mind this year that this is the year I'm not doing life alone any longer. I'm going to get some friends. I'm going to get in a small group. I'm going to figure this thing out and I'm going to get honest with some people in Jesus name. And, um, and I knew I wasn't going to get where I needed to be had I not had those relationships in my life. But let me tell you other key part of a relationship is also you listening but doing. There's a big difference there. Because if not, you're just wasting my daggone time. Mm, all right? And so, again, that's why we're a church of groups. February 2nd launches our small group rally day. By the way, it's football Sunday. If you've never been to football Sunday, man, we wear our jerseys that day. We, it's, we're going to have a nacho bar set up. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be uh, just so, uh, so much fun. And... Uh, Great way to celebrate after 21 days of prayer and fasting, and then, All right. And, and then the other thing is, is we'll hear, we join 1,000 plus churches on that Sunday and hear from uh, current NFL players and players on the Super Bowl team, just their stories of what God's done in their life. It's going to be an incredible day. We'll have invites ready for you next week. But, um, man, small groups will be launching that day as well. James 5.16 says, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. Love this statement. Don't know... who it it was from, but if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, you got to go with others. Number three is this, it's time to get in tune with my purposes and my passions. Some of you have pursued your purpose and passion, but it really hasn't scratched uh, the real itch. Why? Because it's really not your purpose and your passion. That's part of our passion with you is in growth track today, step two is helping you to find your gifts and then go... using those gifts for the glory of God. And then also we have our DISC uh, uh, personality assessment that's also gonna figure out how you're wired and how you just how you work, learn your strengths, your weaknesses. We all need to know those things, all right? Galatians 6 is the verse I shared last week. Again, this goes back to you, your spirit, your responsibility. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. How many know we all need to bathe in humility? Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. Notice that it says your work, not somebody else's, your own work, all right? And 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 you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Comparison is the thief of joy. It'll rob you from destiny. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Not somebody else's, our own. It's enough to for me to focus on me and help me with my own stuff. Anybody... Like me in that, say so I got enough to worry about than anybody else. I just got to focus on getting my life right. Amen. Making sure that foundation stays strong, and I think that's what's important. Going back to last week's message, just kind of piggybacking off of that for a moment to say that as you are growing in your faith, you got to stay focused on what God is speaking to you. Listen to His voice. Listen, because a part of the process, God's always speaking. He may, he may be speaking through people. He may speak through his word. He may speak audibly. He may speak through a whisper. However, it may be, I'm telling you, God will speak. It may be through a song, maybe through a message. God's always speaking something if we will just listen. Why? Because the greatest prayer that you and I could ever pray is that we would be more and more like him. I'm telling you, this city needs more people that are going to be sold out for the cause of Jesus Christ. I came across this quote a long time ago um, from Gandhi, who was actually a Buddhist, who didn't know the Lord, and and a Christian asked him about Christ and Christianity, and he said, I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. And then I thought about John 13, 35, where Jesus said, the world will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. Billy Graham said it probably best. It's it's God's job to judge, but our job to love. Let us always be a people of love. Let us always be a people of second and third chances. My God, as much as he gives you and I the opportunities to have do-overs, we need to love each other enough to allow other people to have the same grace. In Jesus' name. That's why we're a church that reaches the prostitutes, the drug addicts, and whoever it is that they have a church that they can come here and feel welcome in and not judged at. Man, I'm preaching better than your amen right now. I'm telling you. That's who we're after and that's who we're reaching. Why? Because they need family and they need people that aren't going to give up on them. Man. So here's what you've got to decide is you can either go through life or you can grow through life. The choice is completely, utterly up to you. But I'm challenging you today. Growth is a choice. Nobody can do this for you. I know it's not going to be easy, but I promise it'll be worth it. It'll always be worth it. So, And listen, here's the reality. If you don't start making decisions today, you'll be in this same place a year from now. You'll be in 2021 thinking, man, why didn't I? Why didn't I? It's time to end the cycle and pursue all that God has for you and make the decision today. I'm going all in. I'm going to surrender. I don't even know what it looks like right now. I just know I need you, Jesus. And that's enough. That's enough. You can start right there. And that's enough. Get in a small group. Get in the growth track. Get to the prayer rallies, worship nights, leadership summit. Just go all in. Third Saturday serve. Let's make the decision. Here's the final one, number four, and we're going to pray. It's time to get on doing something greater than myself. I'm declaring this year will be a year of fulfillment. Some things that God has promised will come to pass in Jesus' name. He say, well, man, how can you say that? Here's how I, why I can say that is because I know that if we will do our part, God will be faithful to do his part. His name is faithful. That's who he is. And real joy happens when you get caught up in doing his will. That's the tension. There lies the struggle for you and I, is the tension between your will and his will. Can I just say, you ain't going to win the wrestling match. Jacob already tried that in scripture. Didn't work out well for him. Just give in to him. Make the decision that my life is not my own. My life is going to be led by the Lord in everything I do. John says this, 15. Put this verse in here this week and i want you to I want you to hear this verse actually just close your eyes for a second i want to read this verse over you because this is god talking directly to us in this verse he says this this is the lord to you i just want you to hear i want you to hear i love each of you with the same love that the father loves me listen listen you must continually let my love nourish your hearts if you keep my commands you will live in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands, for I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. I speak that over you in Jesus' name. Let that kind of love and joy overwhelm you because you choose to do his will. You can can open up your eyes. Ephesians 2 says, God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work. It's not going to be easy, but you got to pick up that shovel and let's get to work. Join him in the work he does, because guess what? It's a good work. Everybody say it's a good work. And he's gotten ready for us to do work we had better be doing. Work we had better be doing. Here's what I know. If I dedicate my life to something greater than myself, God will fill my life with passion and adventure. That's where choice complete. It is, and so I, here's what I know: I can't go back and change the beginning, but I can start where I am and change the ending. No matter where you're at right now, no matter what's happening right now, it can all change today. Making the decision and then and, and driving this out in Jesus' name. Would you stand your feet with me? You know, I, I had. Uh, I had a, a text that came to me this week that really encouraged my heart. But it was one that really got me thinking. You know, I still consider myself young. I ain't old, that's for sure. But in the text said, you're about one-third through your life. I want to speak this to all of us. I you only know, got about two-thirds left of the life. How are you going to live it? How are you going to live it? How are you going to let? The, the rest of your life be defined and uh, man I, I just think it's so important that we take this life so seriously it's fragile everybody would you bow your head just close your eyes I just want to ask you a quick question I was going to ask this last week I had it in my notes I really felt like the Lord told me to wait till this week so I'm asking it now and that is this just a simple one and, and don't be quick to answer I just want you to kind of meditate on it for a second and that, and that is this do you Do, do I really trust God? I want you to think about that. Who's in control right now, you or him? Just think about it. Because here's the honest truth. God wants your trust as much as he wants your heart. Because without your trust, your heart will never be completely his. And So the key today is surrendering your life completely and totally over to him. But you have to realize today, and you have to make the decision that your life is not your own but it belongs to God. And so I want to start with, I want to I pray for two people today. The first I want to pray for today is those today that don't have a relationship with God. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with him, I'm going to ask all of us just to pray this together and just mean it from your heart. And then I'm going to give a second opportunity for prayer. But if if you don't, if Jesus is not the Lord of your life, or maybe you've, maybe you've been kind of running from God, but you're here today and you realize, man, I, I've got to surrender all I am to him I'm nothing without him I'm lost pray this prayer with me right now say Jesus I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior forgive me of my sins cleanse me of my past thank you for loving me thank you for never giving up on me today I declare I'm going all in with you in Jesus name amen